This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to I Have to Call My Sister. My name is Stacy, And my name is Kayla. We're here to keep it real, tell crazy stories, talk about why you shouldn't worry about those pounds on your body, and how it's okay to sometimes feel a little cray. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is Stacy from I Have to Call My Sister, if you don't know what you're listening to. Oh, and Kayla here. (laughs) I'm here as well. (laughs) So today you can see we're giddy. We're excited. We are pumped. It's because we have one of our favorite singers literally of all time. He was the runner up on the very first season ever of American Idol. He is a Broadway star. He was the star of Dr. Pepper commercials, which are hilarious. He's like literally the best singer I know in real life. He is hilarious and so funny. And I did not discover this until recently. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Justin Guarini. Thank you so very much for having me. My God, I feel like we don't even need to do the interview. There we go. We're done. And have a good night. Thank you. It was great. Thanks. It was good. Thanks, everybody. No, I was just like thinking about it. And usually, like, to be honest, usually when we have guests on the show, we're like, so just can you do your own bio? Yeah. Like, can you just tell us about yourself? We don't know much about you. Can you tell us? Like, we know everything about your life. We do. Well, look, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be working. I'm happy that I've had a career. I think right before we started taping, it's just like it's been almost 20 years since that the finale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been around 18, but like almost like 20 years since the finale of American Idol. It's just crazy to think of who I am now versus who I was then, who I have been, the many people that I've been in between now and then. Mm-hmm. And it's so like interesting because I'm going to say like as a grown up now, I still feel fully like a child. But like, <laughs> I know I, you too. know what I mean? But like, it is crazy that like each year as people grow up you go oh I was like a different me last year oh I was a different me last year like you just constantly change as a person in a good way or bad way or whatever but I feel like it always works out in the end yes absolutely (laughs) yeah and I feel like I've been through maybe three or four different lifetimes since even setting foot uh, on the American Idol stage because you think like okay I was 22 I turned 23 on tour in 2002 right so if you want to do the math on that in just a a few short weeks from the taping of this uh, podcast I'll be 42 years old and I still act and feel like I'm at least 14 and like (laughs) and so it's just strange because like okay I was 22 when I was like stupidly standing in front of 30 at some points 50 million people every single week yeah. on television and like like literally it's it's one of those like back in my day we didn't have HD because like literally we did the, it was shot in standard def like yeah. if you think about when I was on American Idol Twitter uh, Facebook was still probably in Princeton or Yale or wherever yeah. it was. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, all that social stuff, media like, didn't. None of that existed, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It was like MSN message boards where people were like you suck. And like <laughs> that's all you could like, right? Like that. That was it. And and so none of that existed. So much of what we know, iTunes, like iPhone, like the things that we take for granted now didn't exist. And I was like, how the hell did I? Ex- how did I get through this? And then I think, okay, I went from there, and then I went on and spent ten years in. In the desert of Hollywood, wandering around like Moses. And uh, <laughs> then I came back to Broadway, my love. And then I spent like six, seven years doing that. And then uh, I just happened to get this really cool gig uh, on, on a commercial for Dr. Pepper. And I've been doing that for six years and still doing it. And now I'm teaching and performing. And it's just, it feels like I 
every single time I get a new job, I learn a little bit something more about myself. Yeah. And I I slightly become a, a, just a slightly different person, but I grow and just, just better. Yeah. So something that I um, found out that I didn't know was that you, at the time of American Idol, you had the choice to either do Broadway, like a Broadway yeah. show, or choose American Idol, which I'm sure yes. was crazy because American Idol wasn't even a thing at that time, right? And without, now I'm thinking too, yes. without like social media and stuff yeah. like that, how do you even friggin' know if it's like gonna be successful like what like was that the worst decision of your life at that time oh my god it was the most difficult decision of my life because here i am i had been in college studying musical theater studying vocal performance at like i went to this audition they came through uh, philadelphia in pennsylvania and there was this little show it didn't do very well it's a shame uh have you ever heard of it the lion king (laughs) oh my god Uh, I mean, it really could have been something. And I auditioned for it. I auditioned for it. And they're like, well, you know, we'd like you. We'd like you to come and do some master classes, which is like part of the process Mm -hmm. at the time anyway for them. And so they brought me up to New York. Here I am, this like 19 year old schmuck. And I, I, I'm i in like, you know, I'm a musical theater kid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Broadway. And all this, this I like the thing Broadway ever. voice. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Let's, let's do it. You know, break a leg. And so I uh, I go into these master classes and like they're teaching me like Zulu and Sutu and like, and like I'm learning all these beautiful African dances and I'm like, my people. And I love it. And, and like then uh, I hear nothing. For like a year. And then I audition again. And then I hear nothing for a year after that. So anyway, like years after I first auditioned, maybe like three years after I first auditioned, I get this audition randomly because my mom is like watching TV and she's like, hey, you know, you should you should try this thing. And literally it's like American Idol, be there. And they they spent like five cents on the promotion. And it's like if you blink, you miss it. And uh, I go to the website and like links don't work and it's just this piece of crap. And I'm like, okay, I can at least print out the document that says sign your life away here. (laughs) And I did that. And and so. I'm in the car and I'll never forget it. I was working for this company called a DJ company called uh, Cutting Edge Entertainment. One of the greatest jobs I've ever had. You also just said that like in a DJ place. Yeah, like greatest job. So greatest job I've ever had. Right, exactly. No, but I mean, yeah, it, it so was because I I just got to sing and dance and entertain people, and it was the toughest audience I've ever had in my life. Thirteen year old kids. Oh yes. And so right, I get this. Um, uh, audition for American Idol in it and eventually I go through all the American Idol auditions they tell me yay Paula Abdul which I was like sweet tells me I'm going to Hollywood and I'm like okay a free trip to California I don't know what any of it means nobody yeah. knows what that means yeah. right at that point point. and so I'm sitting in the car thinking man I'm gonna go to Hollywood in a week and who knows what's gonna happen and there's this joke that a lot of theater kids will say and like whenever the cell phone rings they're like oh wait oh, I'm sorry it's Broadway calling yeah <laughs> and like, right you know that joke and, well that literally happened yeah. literally Broadway, Broadway called <laughs> right Broadway called and in the form of the casting director for The Lion King and they were like, oh my goodness, we know you've been auditioning for this for years. We finally have a spot for oh. you on Broadway as the ensemble. And if you've ever seen The Lion King, uh, the, the theatrical version of Lion King, I mean, you have your leads, right? They were much older than I was. Uh, and yet being in the ensemble yeah. of this thing, it's like, I'm a gazelle. I'm grass. Yes. I'm the elephant. I'm, like, yeah. You get to do, it is a, it is harder work, I, I think, um, being in the ensemble at times. Oh, for sure. Specifically that show too is yes. like, you do yes. the craziest things in the ensemble in that show. And you were yes. like at a weird age where you weren't like old enough or young enough to get one of the lead parts. To be Simba. So, yeah. To but be I was Simba, being groomed yeah. for yes. Simba. Yes. I was being groomed for Simba in that that whole time. <sighs> and so here I am. I'm thinking, well, there's this thing in L.A. that I've never heard of this television show. Uh, and yet here's this other thing on the other hand where it's like, oh my goodness, this is my dream. This is what I've been working for. This is what uh, my parents have paid a small fortune for me to go to school school, to learn how to do. Like, right? Yeah, like, right? And like, it's not like, oh, he went to school to be an accountant. No, he went to school to be like an artist. And like, please God, can we get an ROI? And so (laughs) I said to the casting director, I was like, hey, 
there's this thing out in LA. I don't know what it is, but I might get cut in a week. Can I call you back? And they're like, yeah, fine, call us back. And so long story, slightly less long. <laughs> I go out to Hollywood. Uh, you know, it's like 126 of us on the first day. And they were very, very clear about most of you will not be here tomorrow. And literally they cut us in half. Right. So 126 is you know, whatever, 60 some odd uh, people. And uh, then. The day after that, it was like, shoo, cut again. Oh my God. And so I kept making it through the rounds. And so this happened over the course of a week. And I yeah. was like, well, uh, what should I do? And the moment I knew what I was supposed to do was when... I was walking down the aisle at the Pasadena Civic Center. Now, the Pasadena Civic Center is this gorgeous theater in the middle of Pasadena, California. And inside that theater, I was walking down the aisle and I looked down at the stage as I was walking down the aisle. And it just washed over me that that stage that I was looking at that I had performed on was the very same same stage where... On the Motown 50th anniversary, Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk, where so many people that I knew and loved and idolized had performed and and achieved so many of their dreams. And I just started bawling. I don't know why it happened. I don't know how it, I don't know what it was, but I just was so overwhelmed with emotion. And I'm not someone who is uh, overwhelmed with emotions like that very easily. But that's like the best movie moment I've ever seen. I know, I just like literally got shivers. Because I'm like picturing you looking. In the documentary, in the memoriam, it's going to be like, (laughs) and then he walked down the aisle and he he cried. Tears rolled down his face. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, right? And so so I I picked up my uh, phone and and I called. Wait a minute. There wasn't even. Were there cell phones? I know. She's like, I picked up my phone. I went to the, to the pay, pay phone. phone. <laughs> I may have actually gone. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Because I remember my first phone, my first real phone. I didn't get that until like the Kids' Choice Awards gift suite was like giving it away sometime in 2003. Because I remember I got mine in grade like 11 or 12. And like I for sure had yeah. already seen from Justin and Kelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, cell phones weren't even like a real thing. I, I mean, my, I remember my first cell phone a friend of mine literally like somehow scammed the phone company and i was able to get the cell phone for free um fortunately i can admit that now (laughs) i grandfathered out or whatever that is the clause that says you can't prosecute me but like so anyway i call broadway back and i'm like thank you so very much for the opportunity this is what i've dreamed of for my entire life but i i I really think this something's really good about this show i think i'm gonna take it but please keep me in mind for the future and like fine thank you yeah yeah yeah, of course i never i never got another audition oh my god but then also like how cool is it that you had to like turn Broadway down. Like, you're like, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it was so crazy to me because I'm thinking like if if I had not had that emotional sort of like jolt and and like cried in the middle yeah. of rehearsal basically for no, uh, not no apparent reason, but just like, <laughs> oh my God. Like it was one of those signs, right? I feel something. like it's slightly magical, like something yeah. like slightly yeah. magical inside of you like made it, it happen. And that's, and then you made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. I did make the right choice and the, the real bow on this story is that 10 years later when I was at the opening night party of my very first Broadway show that opening night party was held in Times Square in the same hotel in the same conference room that I had sat and waited to audition for American Idol oh that's that's so so crazy Look, I'm well. like, like this is fully a movie. Like his yeah. life is a movie, yeah. and I want to make yeah, it. Great. Oh my uh, god, I love that. Okay, my question is like, because we were talking about how before how you like have felt that you were like different people throughout and learn from it. I feel like with that show, like even as a viewer of American Idol, which by the way, do you want to know a funny fun fact? Mm. Canadian Idol came to Canada, like because Canada always copies like American television, and Canadian Idol was like a thing, and I was on Canadian Idol, and then it just got yes. it got canceled, like like what? everything else in Canada. Yes, the show the shows here always like we copy the United States, and then they get canceled. Like it always, How is that we had Canada's Got Talent canceled. Like we did, really? Yes, I was on Canadian Idol when I was yeah. sixteen years old. The same producers as American Idol came to Canada to do it. And we had like Canadian judges though. And so sure. I know what that process of like the top hundred and something down to the top 60, Ooh. down to the top 32. Like I yes. went through that process as well. It's just our show. All the winners of the show are now just like 
working in normal places and like, look, like yeah. yeah but look i mean there's some winners of the american idol show who are working in normal places and and you know you bring up a really good point because i know tony winners who are when back when you could be a, a waiter or a waitress that are are working those gigs and so it doesn't really matter i mean what matters i think at the end of the day is how you you utilize that boost because there are people who were in the 126 who have been able to transition and, and to do something. So 100%. Like our lives all go like the craziest yeah. ways. Okay, the yeah. thing I was going to ask you is, did you ever get to, like I always call it like the Justin Bieber point where you're like, you mm. felt like a little bit of like a bad boy. Like, did you ever like, did fame ever like get to your head and you were just like, yeah. like you were like not yourself anymore and you were just like, hey, I'm yeah. Justin Guarini. Wait, I want to <laughs> yeah. back up though. I want to know like the process of going from being this like, Musical we'll theater say, like kid. normal musical theater guy yeah. to winning second place and then just like coming out and being like famous. Yeah. It's, Was that crazy? It, you know, it's like strapping a rocket to yourself. And you were 22 as well. That's yeah. another thing. 22. I mean, didn't know anything, right? Yeah. Didn't know anything about anything. And so, yeah, the process to answer the first question was daunting. Now, I will say I had an unfair advantage over probably a lot of people in my position because I grew up around celebrity mm. and around the lights and the cameras okay. and all that stuff. So in part, I was prepared for it, but nothing prepares you for it. Yeah, my mom right. was one of the first um, people to start up CNN as oh. an anchor woman here in America. My dad was a, a politician uh, in the South and chief of police. So he went from being a, just a regular recruit all the way up to being chief of police. And he was a member of NARIS, the National Association of Recording Arts and Sciences. And so anytime someone famous or there was tours or anything came through Atlanta, he uh, was involved with it. And then whenever I was around him, I was there and I was involved with it as well. Yes. You had some like preparation. Like, yeah. Like, so it's like really strange, right? Like, yeah, weird things. My dad dated Glad Gladys Knight. And then obviously he wasn't married to my mother at the time. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, just just FYI. And Mary Wilson from uh, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Oh, like, my the Supreme. gosh. So like, so like all this weird stuff yeah. like, happened. And so I was around it, but never in it. So that when I got in it, I was prepared for the lights and the cameras and everything. And so much so that they would always, they being the producers and the other American idols, would shove me out front to talk to the press. And whenever there was a, a very sticky question that was asked of the 10 of us, you would literally see nine other heads turn in my direction. And I'd be like... Politic answer, politic answer, politic answer. That's so funny because I want to talk about that later because I want to tell them how we met yeah. at like those like our weird corporate gigs. But it is yeah. funny because for some reason at all these like gigs that I've seen you at, they're always like, Justin, you're the host. And he's like, okay. And then okay. He's just, you accept it. And he's just and he always figures out how to seem like he's been practicing being that host for the last like six months. And like I'm it, a good it's, liar. You are, it's but you're so good at just like rolling with the punches, answering those questions quickly. And like being charming at the same time, like it's so. It's it, that's a talent that not everyone oh, realizes sure. is like a friggin' hard one to have. Like I it just is. like pass out if someone asks me something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like so natural at it. Yeah, but it comes with practice. It yeah, comes with for practice. sure. I've hosted a lot of live red carpets and done things like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still it's one. It's I I learned from some really good people. So then to to answer the second part of your question, uh, did it ever go to my head? Yeah, of course. I mean, my. God, you cannot be as pampered, as overpaid. You can't have all of that and not be altered. And, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, and I'm going to drop a name for a second. Um, I was sitting with Lionel Richie one day and we were talking and he's like, you know, the one thing about fame, because he's he's that. He's he's your everybody's. I mean, he's not old enough to be. Well, I guess he is old enough to be a grandfather. He is a grandfather. He totally yeah. He's not yeah. like you know. He's, again, he's not back in my day. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do any of that. But like, he is the elder statesman. Uh, and um, he was saying, you know, fame doesn't really change who you are. And I was like, oh, really? What? And he said, if fame magnifies what's going on in your life. Mm. And it's like, if you were an a-hole before, you're going to be an even bigger a-hole now. Yeah. And I do have a bit of a, I think people become uh, unkind when they become famous because they just don't know how to keep everyone else at bay. You yeah. know what I mean? That's part of that. And, and I'm sure you, you've you seen that, Stacey. And well, it's like, it's hard for people too to like, I've seen, like, I, I obviously have never had like people chasing me and like whatever, but like, it's like how you're, hu like famous people are human beings. So like, they're yeah. not, they just because they're famous doesn't mean they 
know how to deal with crazy situations. So if exactly. someone's going to act like a dick like and just be rude yeah. to people, like maybe that's their, like we were talking earlier about fight or flight. Like maybe that's just yeah. their response and like how, how they're doing it, that's right? It. So absolutely. It's just the way that they can stop the noise and the pressure, right? Yeah. There's pressure and noise. And, you know, fortunately now with social media, you have celebrities able to uh, create and define their own narrative, which is so important because it used to be the almighty press and the paparazzi right. and everything would create the narrative. And of course, you know, look, with media being the way it is, I mean, you just have to look at politics, right? Yeah. Like narrative is everything. And, and depending upon which media bubble you're in, the narrative will shift. Yeah. But when it comes to social media and the brand and our celebrity brand and all that stuff, uh, you can control that so much more now. Because you're saying if someone like had like a rumor or whatever about you, you can literally go on Instagram and be like, yeah. this is hilarious yeah. and yeah, like, not you, you have a chance oh to Oh my God, yeah, you yourself. kill it. Yeah. You kill it and you kill it with your tribe, with your people. Yeah. It's like if Ariana Grande, someone's like, Ariana Grande's got this hair extensions. And yeah. she, does. She, she has the most hair extensions. She, and, they're, and they're like amazing. They're, they're like amazing. a million dollars a strand, right? <laughs> and so like, you know, Ariana Grande's hair extensions are made of fecal matter. Yeah. And like, you know, like whatever it is. And like she would go on and be like, you know, tell him boy bye. And yeah. and it would be done, right? It would be done. That's her new single. Tell him boy bye. Right. That's her new one. Exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so you can control that narrative, but I didn't have any of that. I didn't understand any of that. I was yeah. 22. And so I'll say it didn't go to my head like, I'm gonna be a dick to you. But it went to my head sort of like I just expected it to keep on going yeah and right. like i i expected that you know i was like well you know 30 million people watch me every single week i should i should be able to have some say uh and mm. but as you no doubt know stacy um when the lights go down uh, on american idol on the set then they move on to season two or season 50 yeah. whatever mm -hmm. it is it's like you know you you you're left on your own right? well 100% we were I was yeah. talking about this to someone the other day saying that like especially with the show I was on America's Got Talent which Kayla was also on with me as my backup singer <laughs> she, she's amazing at singing by the way yes, um, I, she has sung your praises Kayla I, not I just have, on the I show thought, even in private she does I think I talked a little bit too much about too you much whatever. About <laughs> like, oh god here's Kayla shut up <laughs> um, but like it's funny because with that show that show it goes from episode to episode they forget about you because on American yes. Idol, at least it's the same people that go through each week. On yeah. America's Got Talent, you have talent that week and then they have talent the next week. So people just automatically assume, oh, Stacey, you were on that show. Doesn't that mean like you should have been famous from it? I'm like, yeah. no, they forget about you literally the next hour when they're watching their next yeah. reality TV show. Like, actually, you want to know something? I'm probably not allowed to say this, but do you want to know something so weird? I don't think I've said on our podcast yet. A weird thing about the show is they had a certain storyline in mind because I was the Canadian that came in and then mm. they're, we, they pit me against this like American band. Right. And um, it's so funny. Sorry, I just got distracted because you say, how do you say tour? Tour? Tour, yeah. Yeah, that's his like tour, American yeah. accent because he was going the tour and we're like tour. Anyway, tour, <laughs> so, so their storyline was we want this American band to beat the Canadian band. And it at like not trying to sound conceited, but it ended up going really well for us. And the judges like loved yeah. us and everything. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that the audience watching didn't become obsessed with my band either. So they didn't even put my name on the bottom of the screen on purpose. They did. They did something like strategic by not. Not even including my name on the bottom of the screen in the first round and I I, I remember sitting in my living room it's watching dirty. it back and being like oh my god my name is not like people how would they even find me and the thing is you know if someone's watching it and they like me like they're not gonna go search on the internet like who that was whatever like get, people get over stuff quickly and so I, I emailed the producers and I was like oh my god you guys forgot to put my name he's like I'm so sorry like they didn't forget to put your name they yeah. did that on purpose yeah. because they wanted the narrative to go towards the American band and, and whatever. Dirty. But then the next round they did put my name and it was great. <laughs> and that's great. But yeah. I mean, but that is that is reality TV in a nutshell. Yeah. Really. It's it, crazy. it is the furthest thing from reality. But everybody knows it now. And so we all just kind of go with it. It's just yeah. like, you know, the fact that oh, Man, it's like shows, and I know people love them. <laughs> so upset. It's I do get a little upset. I'm just, I I'm am like, like a reality show. You fan. would be. I am. No, she's the worst, Justin. She's okay, the worst you know what? Witch. The one that gets me the most, and I love Chris Harrison. He and I work together at TV Guide Network. You're gonna say. Oh, you're gonna say. 
The Bachelor. You worked with Chris Harrison? Yeah, yeah. Chris Harrison. Don't, don't tell me this. <laughs> and I love Chris Harrison. We were on um, Caitlin Bristow's podcast, who is a Bachelorette, and yeah. she is currently on Dancing with the Stars, and it is Kayla's favorite show, and I am Debbie Downer, who's always like, Kayla. And she's like, I know reality TV show is fake, but this one is real. <laughs> yeah, oh, real. It is so real. I love Chris Harrison. I think he's fantastic. He's done an amazing <laughs> job with that show. One of my ex-girlfriends was one of the best. Bachelor. Can you say or no? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Holly Holly Durst was what her name. What season was she on? What oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be researching. Yeah, Holly Durst. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. No, and she and she she went on after we dated and and ended up. I think she ended up being with one of the guys. She's married to one of the guys now, and they have a child, and it's so. The lovely. funniest thing is, I think she ended up marrying the guy. It's she hilarious did. concept. Like she, yeah. Oh that's my god, that's so, so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. So anyway, and that that whole thing is just like it's like it's like dropping a snake in the room and then filming what happens to people who are all kind of afraid of snakes. Yes, oh, for that's sure. such yeah, a good yeah, yeah, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> love analogies and yes. that is such a good analogy. Yes. Dropping a snake into the room. Okay, right. see how everyone's going to react. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get it, guys. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kayla, ask, since we're talking about this, this mm-hmm. is perfect because this was on yeah. our list. K- admit it, like just admit it. Kayla is like very starstruck. Yeah. Like she loves celebrities. I she- didn't think I used to be until yeah. like I met my first celebrity and then I was Who like, Who was your first celebrity? Like, <laughs> like I can't even tell you. It's so embarrassing. You can tell me. You can tell me. Frank Frankie Muniz, like meet Malcolm <laughs> in the middle. And I was like literally blacking out in the mall. And I wasn't even like his biggest fan. But that's a thing. That's a thing. No, you but know, she didn't even really watch the I show. I didn't even really care about that's him, but I was so like, he's funny. a celebrity. Well, he's so, a really lovely guy. Stop. You know him too. Oh my god, yeah. I can't. Um I okay, so like one of the questions I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to hide that I'm a loser. Like, I just want to know, like, celebrities that you've met, yeah. just, like, name drop. Oh, yeah, it's God. like we're giving you permission to name drop. We know, like, this is what oh, we were saying. Like, God. Justin was on Oprah. Twice? I think two or three times. That's I insane. may or may not yeah. also have had a poster of you in my room. <laughs> I may when or may not be ashamed younger. of some of those shots. No, no. They're the best be. shots. <laughs> Kayla reminded me before this interview, she's like, Stacy, remember I had the the poster that flipped from Kelly Clarkson to Justin Gordon? Kelly on was on back. one side, you were on the other, and I would like flip it here and yeah, there. Speaking of narratives and plots, right? I know, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about the celebrity name drop, and yeah. then we have to talk about from Justin to Kelly, because we have, we have to. confession <laughs> to tell you about that, okay, too. I have so many wonderful answers. There's so I'm many so things. Excited. Okay, so okay. first, like, so don't I don't feel like don't feel like ooh like uh, not to name drop. God. We're asking you to name drop. Yeah. Okay. All right. So one of the ones that I know that you'll love, especially being Canadians, um, I just randomly, randomly was on the same Disney cruise with my family and Michael Bublé and his family, <gasps> and we had such a great yes. time. He is. You think I'm funny? He is hilarious. We talked about this because I said, Justin, I didn't know you were like this funny. Like I knew you're funny, but like, and I'll t- I'm gonna be obsessive and tell that f- the first thing that I thought was funny too. <laughs> but but he also said to me, we were talking about like apparently Michael Bublé is like a stand up comedian. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, he's you've, really you've funny. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you very, met him on funny. the cruise ship and had a great time. So we, our families, hung out. We still talk. It's like. It, there's such like genuinely lovely people um and they've been they've been through hell and back and and yet they still remain the sweetest kindest most wonderful people um and then so who else i mean it's just like pick a pick a genre i i suppose like Like, what about i want to like what about singers let's do singers first Singers. Like, who are some of the questions? Uh, I want to just know Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you ever met him? No. Oh my god. No, I haven't met. She him. met. No. She named her kid after him. Okay. I, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and look, I don't. But look, I watched. I watched Romeo and Juliet. That's oh my, my favorite god. movie. Yes. That, that is okay. one of my favorite movies. My wife and I have. Uh, my wife got me the ring. Of course, your your listeners can't see it, but there's the R plus J ring Stop. with the heart in it. That's the that is the ring that uh, is in the Leonardo DiCaprio one. That I think. Wait. The. Ri- it's not the ring. It's not the ring. Oh my God. Yeah, I was but it's like, could you imagine? It's like, I got the You're ring. like, I actually have Leo's ring. I've never met him, but I have his ring. <laughs> no. Do you want to know? Like, I feel like you might be the only person ever to get this reference, but you know what I do all the time to make my mom laugh? I can get her every time. I go, 
Oh, from, from Romeo and Juliet. You, <laughs> Remember that part? Like the, like the woman is like singing and it's like they're in the fish tank looking at each other. She's like, yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the, the same voice. singer that did Gotta Be Bad, Gotta Be Bold. Oh that one. That's the same it? singer. Same singer. Yes. Gotta That's be wise. So yes. yes. Now that yes. we say that. Yes. It's the same. I forget. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. But I'm so yes. happy that you know that reference. Okay. Oh, of course I Moving do. on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just, all kinds of references. We could spend the entire show talking about it. references from that show. I love uh, it. I love it. So, uh, oh man, Tina Fey, Glenn Close, <gasps> uh, Sarah Bareilles, who is just oh, a doll. Yes, I love Sarah Bareilles, and I yes. feel like with your style of singing, I feel like you probably love her voice, and she probably I do, loves your voice. And I have voice. one of the most embarrassing audition stories ever. Uh, Can you tell us? I was going in to replace, um, in Waitress, the musical, replace the role of Dr. Pomatter. And this is my favorite musical of all time, by the way. Right. For those of you who don't know, the Waitress is all about this character, Jenna, who's a waitress who meets this doctor. And there's all kinds of things that happen, and I'm not going to get into it. But the whole point is, is that Sarah Bareilles, the brilliant, wonderful, talented Sarah Bareilles, wrote this musical. And I went in to audition for the replacement role because the, the, the guy who originally did it was like um, I'm my contract is done or I'm tired and wanted to leave and so they auditioned all these people to come in and replace him and so I go in and who would be sitting at the table but Sarah Bareilles herself the woman who oh. wrote it and I spent the past week listening to her sing You Matter to Me which was oh. her demo of You Matter to Me which is her and the piano is the most gorgeous thing and I'm thinking oh my god this is amazing so in the show it's actually a duet Yes. And so uh, I go in and I only learned my part of it, uh, of the duet. And you know, whatever, this happens all the time. You just sing your part. And even though there's there's harmonies in there and it sounds weird just sing, sung by itself, like it's fine. And so I go in and as you do, they're like, hey, you want to do the scene or songs first? I was like, let me do the song first. And so I start singing the song and I'm singing Dr. Pomatter's part and I'm doing my harmonies and all of a sudden very slightly and not in my way or anything. I just hear Sarah start singing Jenna's part. I'm going to pass me. out right now. And so we start doing, oh, and in my mind, I'm like, Oh my god, she's singing along with me. <laughs> this is amazing. Play cool, amazing. Play right, yeah, play, just play it cool, bro. Just play it cool, bro. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. And so, uh, and so, I was trying not to be flabbergasted. And look, I mean, again, it's just like celebrity is not a thing to me because I grew up around it. Although it, it still is in part. Yeah. But like, so I was just trying to play cool. And we get to the end of the song, and she sounded amazing. We sounded great together. And little did I know that she would actually be coming into the role and be playing it on Broadway later on that year. And so it was great. It was all everybody felt good. It was sunshine and farts in the room. And <laughs> like, uh, then we get to the scene and. I said, you know, uh, Sarah and whomever else is in there, I said, I didn't watch the movie because I really just wanted to to um, do my own take on this role. And it, looking back on it, that's the point where the things started to go downhill. <laughs> and I realized that that was not, A, a good thing to say, and B, a good just methodology like right if really? there's a role out there and i love to tell my students this story because it is so if like if there is something out there a frame of reference that you can watch watch it you don't have to do the same exact thing right that the movie does right because there's usually so much different or that the the album does or whatever because it's usually yeah, so much yeah. different than but the at staging least be knowledgeable but about at it. least know the energy yeah. of the character <laughs> And but so, do you want to know something that you're yeah. actually teaching me right now, which is so yeah. funny because you're a teacher about this exact thing. And right. I did go to school for musical theater. Right. I know so many people that are like, I don't want to look look at the reference because then that you're going to be like skewed. But I guess nowadays they're like, no, yes. look at the reference. like Especially nowadays, <sighs> because look at how and it was happening before COVID-19. But now everything is a remake. Everything yeah. is not everything, but so many things are a remake. Why? Because they know it worked once. Yeah. They know that there was an audience that loved it and that will bring their children and or younger versions of themselves to it. And so, you know, all that. And and so I'm in there and I start <laughs> doing the scene and I'm reading with the reader and Sarah's looking at me and everybody else is looking at me and I'm reading and I'm like, I feel pretty good about it. It feels nice. It just feels really good. And I finished the scene. Now there's two scenes. I finished the first scene and as you do, I just turn and I look at the table of people who are judging me <laughs> and 
There's nothing. Oh, there's this my pregnant God. pause, and nobody's mad. Nobody's nobody's head and hands or anything like that. But it's just this sort of like nobody really like, knows what to say. What the oh, hell? Is that's the kind of worst. Like, and tell me, are you the kind of person? I feel like you might be like this. Do you hate moments of silence? Like, do you feel as if you need to fill them with like jokes and laughter? No. Okay, because I do. I love <laughs> I love moments of silence. Just not in the audition room where yeah. I'm waiting for feedback. <laughs> really, that's that moments of silence there. It's mm. like I, it's like I clench, I clench. If yes, you know what I mean. Like it's just like Ooh, I pucker, and I just am like, huh. and it probably was three seconds, but it felt like three years oh, of just 100%. waiting. Yeah, and it literally was Sarah very sweetly smiled at me and said, "Thank you so much, Justin." Which is code for that's enough. Please leave now. And I just, on the outside, I was like, hey, great, thanks. I hope you guys have a a great day. Thank you so very much. On the inside, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) dying. That's the worst because he didn't get to do the frigging second scene. uh, uh, It was like, it was the soul crushing sort of like, I all of a sudden became super small. I was just like, please get me out of here. Oh my God. Like just running out of the room. It was one of the most embarrassing audition moments I've ever had in my life because literally it was that moment of pregnant pause after I had had, I I was like, I'm going to, I might get this. I might get this after the song. And then the scene was just, it felt like a dumpster fire inside oh, no it was a hot mess inside of a dumpster fire inside of a train wreck and I quote yeah. oh my gosh okay and do you want to know the twist and this is not just because you're on our podcast right yeah. now and it's not just because like I'm a fan you legitimately would be perfect for that part oh, and you would God. play it and, and sing it and that hurts it. all the more I know. I think I'm making it worse. Yeah, I know. Just, no, right? But that can't be. Okay, in your professional opinion, yeah. do you think that the audition really can screw you over and make you lose that part? Or do you think that there's a pre-decided thing before you come in that room? You're, they've heard you sing. They've yeah. he- they know, know what you're like. So I feel yeah. like they just had a different idea and they just didn't whatever. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's 50-50. It just depends yeah. on who you are. Like I went in for Hamilton uh, to play oh, so either Hamilton or Burr. And I think with that, there was a preconceived notion and idea and feelings that they had before yeah. I even walked into the door, yeah. which affected the outcome. But let's make that the segue into <laughs> we are fans of your acting skills and we know this <laughs> because, okay, so I like, I have a beef with Kelly Clarkson and she oh. like doesn't know me, but like I know you know her, but <laughs> um. She talks about the movie from Justin to Kelly. Like her, her funny skit is that she like she said she made a joke and said to her her maid that if her maid ever showed her kid the movie, she would fire her, like yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I think she's joking around. Whatever. Yeah. I legitimately like yeah. love that movie. Like, I think I, we used to watch it on repeat. We did yeah. watch it on repeat. Yeah. Like, on, I VHS, still quote it. On, yeah. on VHS. Yeah, on sure. VHS. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And like I legitimately, I remember watching it being like, whoa, because we watched American Idol first. And then we were like, whoa, Justin's really good at acting. <laughs> that was the worst acting I've ever done but in see, my life. He thinks that, and I'm not just saying this. Like, I'm actually passionately like, like he, he thinks That's it was bad so acting, funny. but it wasn't. No, like I That's love so that funny. movie, and like I don't think I would watch it today and be like, oh, this is like, remember when we used to love this movie? No, like I would still be like, this is one it of those. It is a good so movie. Funny. And so the thing is, like, I feel like you. You and Kelly thought you guys did a bad job in it, River. I'm not here trying to like boost you up. You don't yeah, need no, it. No, I, I got you. I got Wait, you. Wait, and just like side note, do you still talk to Kelly Clarkson or no? Um, I, I, it's like we don't like call each other on the phone or no. anything. We're in different <laughs> universes, but yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, she very just graciously and and i'm so grateful she invited me to be on her show um yes. right there was the, i think towards the beginning of her first season um there was a whole idol reunion and it was the three judges simon paula randy and and uh, awesome. she invited me on the show and i was there and and got to you know live that moment and it was just beautiful and she what i really love about kelly um is that she is the person on the screen that you see off the screen and she'll tell yeah, you i'm not telling like tales out of that yes. yeah and she's i mean she curses like a sailor and always <laughs> has and obviously she can't do that on the screen yeah. but like she is such a normal wonderful yeah. human being yeah off the screen just as much as she is on the screen yeah i watched 
um, that episode of the Kelly Clarkson show when they had like the reunion and we hadn't met yet and I watched it and then literally I think like a couple days later we had our gig together and it was the first time I ever <laughs> met you amazing. so for those who don't know who are not performers I think I've talked about this on our podcast before but there are these things in the music world which performers love because like we get like paid nicely and yes. whatever are yes. these things called corporate gigs and they're always for like a company that like it, you, uh, the public can't really come to the show Show and it's just yeah. like for some business or, or a party or something or something, yeah. whatever. So I get a call and they um, say, you're going to be doing a, a duet with Justin Guarini. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm such a Justin Guarini fan. But they picked the song for us, which yeah. we I feel like we probably wouldn't have picked that if it was us, but we did. Don't go breaking oh, my heart. Oh, yeah. Elton John and Kiki D both woke up in a cold sweat that night because that was just. And I told I told the person who the the main producer, our friend Corey, I was like, please, we can't ever do that song again. It's like it's a great song and all, but it's just like so like it's not. Like if you know our voices, like if it's like Stacy and Justin, like we literally like that's the opposite style of song that yeah. we would ever choose <laughs> yeah but the funniest part is you have to admit this is, I'm gonna say this in a cocky way we made that song sound amazing like, well, that's <laughs> what performers do but that's what we're supposed to do it's like look, I know okay it's like we're gonna polish this turd and it's not like a yeah. dirty song it's just not a great song it was cool back like, in they, like the 70s I like when they sing it like they yes, sing it fine but it, we're not them yeah and I remember he was like adding in riffs and stuff and I was literally laughing on stage because he'd be like <laughs> nobody knows it and he was like doing yeah. all these like, little things <laughs> and like, we gotta uh, make like, it interesting like we have to make it interesting yeah. so, so we met on this gig and and um, the so I want to tell people about how what they see on screen and like whatever. So I always <laughs> thought when I watch you in interviews and stuff, like Justin like seems funny and like outgoing and whatever. But I think what I didn't realize, and I don't know if this actually would come across on camera because it's mm. a very specific sense of humor. <laughs> he, like there were specific things that you were saying throughout this night. Like you would just be like in the green room or whatever, and I'd hear oh you God. do this little joke, and it would be like this dry sense of humor that not everyone in the room gets. It's like one of those I feel like it's like the elite club like the really yeah. funny people get it so I know I told you this already but I want to tell our listeners like w- the thing that got me the most and we just figured it out the other day what the line was oh so th- what they did was they said Justin you're going to be the host and you're going to like run this auction and Justin's like okay <laughs> like he's right, just like sure. just ex- accepting the job like he's right, like alright yeah. and like literally we're like sitting there and like to paint the picture we're in this like fancy theater and the audience is like very very wealthy audience and He's going through the auction items <laughs> and then there was like, like, so he's in a microphone and oh, for some reason they got all the singers to line up behind you. Why I was on the stage, I have no idea. <laughs> so but weird. like I was standing on the stage, like sta- trying to like look normal just with my microphone in my hand, just standing behind him. And then he's just like, okay, so the next item up for auction is um, this painting. Um, you could either uh, put yourself through nursing school or you could like put this painting on your wall. So like. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody was silent. Nobody and Justin, it. I burst out laughing on the stage because it's so funny because it was like like the dumbest price for this painting and I do think it was like for charity or something of but course, it was like the most but... expensive painting ever yeah. and yes they could put themselves through a full like university scholarship like or whatever yes. and I started laughing so hard it, you could hear a pin drop in the audience and he goes thank you Stacey K liked that one and I couldn't I couldn't breathe after that like it was well, so funny and then from that point on I'm like he is hilarious sometimes <laughs> my yeah sometimes Sometimes the 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 I think the way I deal with either stress and or just ridiculous situations is humor, right? It's it's like yes. a defense mechanism for <laughs> yeah. me, right? And so nothing happened. And thank God for you, Stacy, because you started giggling. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, my girl. And I was like, yeah. thank you. Thank it was God. so funny. It was just your delivery was like it was quick. It was dry. Like probably not everyone heard it. No. Like it was just so funny. And then the most recent gig that we did together, he also made me laugh because he was singing on stage. And like I have never heard harder songs. He had to sing like five songs in a row that were like the hardest songs I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and like we had the best band behind us. Oh, like so Nathan good. East is playing bass and like yes. just like the fanciest band behind us. And he's killing it. And you, when you're on stage, you're 
your um like stage presence. He's like dancing so hard. He's like everybody's on your head. Like he's getting the crowd to dance or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like you know when they put like <laughs> like smoke on the stage like to make the lights show Effects, up or whatever. Yeah. And so he's like he's like belting his head. He's like oh, and there comes the smoke. That's that's a lot of the smoke for us there. <laughs> so he's like, smoke. why don't we just get some more of that? So, like, <laughs> but not everyone can hear it. And yeah. then, but if you're listening closely, you can. And it's just like the funniest thing. I've I it's like my exact sense of humor. And I thought you were hilarious. So. Okay, so before we move on to the games, we do have some from Justin and Kelly questions because we were like we really did. There were shows and movies that we got obsessed with that for some reason when we were kids, we would watch it over and yeah. over and over. And Justin to Kelly was one of them for Amazing. sure. And another one was Titanic. Titanic, <laughs> Wizard oh. of Oz. Like, Wizard oh. of Oz from Justin and Kelly and yeah. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Oh my God. Yeah. You can. Are you kidding me? Like, like, I was obsessed with that one. And it's, yes. especially like think of someone like me and Kayla too who are performers and singers and we like so Canadian Idol was trying to be a thing so you guys actually like were a perfect thing for someone in our lives because we liked to sing and dance and we loved musicals and we loved pop culture and all that stuff yeah well and also too like I literally remember watching American Idol and like the finale night like I remember remember. where I was sitting and like we were rooting for you so hard so including my mom like she was like your biggest fan so she so then when Justin to Kelly came out, we were like, had we're like, to support oh, it. We were, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, okay. So in that movie as a, so you, you would have been 22 Three, at that time, 23, right? 23. Yeah. So in that movie, you're 23. They did it on the beach. Like, did they just like rent a beach out that day for you guys? <laughs> you or like what? No, they did. Like, yeah. We went down to South Beach. And the interesting thing about that whole shoot was we had to reshoot a bunch of things, especially the boat scenes, because yeah. it was the coldest winter on record down there. Uh, oh my because God. I remember we did the show, the American Idol in the summer, and then we did some Vegas special afterwards, which, oh my God. Uh, and then- uh, <laughs> We would have loved it. Oh my, oh God. I just remember I wore a, a vest and white pants, and that was it. Um, and, yes. uh, and the vest was open. And so the vest was open. Oh god, so bad. Uh, that being said, uh, I, we had done the show, and then I think we went on tour. Tour after tour. All right, after yes. that, we went on tour right after that, and then that January started shooting. Of so how long did was it to record that movie or to film that movie? How long it wasn't did it take? very long. I mean, most of your big You're except like for a like week. Your, no, no, oh my god. Um, <laughs> most of your big movies, unless you're talking about like Lord of the Rings, where you yeah. have like a month worth of night shoots <laughs> and those things, like most of them will take a month or two. You know, like right. I think ours was maybe a month and a half or two months to shoot max. Yeah. Uh, and did you guys rehearse it like a musical? Like, you know how we have that like rehearsal hall for musicals and stuff like that? Did you, because there were, there were like huge group dance scenes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, and <laughs> so we'll get into some of the dancing. I will never <laughs> accuse myself or uh, no one else will probably accuse me of being a dancer. I'm an actor that moves well, but at 22 or 23 at the time, I was surrounded in that movie by the who's who of touring dancers. I mean, you had those dancers in that movie were the go-to dancers for Janet Jackson, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. I mean, the who's who dance tours, like pop music dance tours. All of those people were in those shows. Well, the choreographer choreographed for Michael Jackson and was in his touring thing forever. So, I mean, like, I I just felt like an ass most of the time because I can do it. I just can't pick it up. I can't pick it up as quickly. Yeah, that's my problem too is that I can – I can dance, but yeah, you can't. That's the thing. It's the speed at which they can pick it up. Yeah. But whatever the choreographer decided to choreograph, though, they made you and Kelly look like you were like and just as good him. as dancers. So. Yes. Bless <laughs> like, Travis. Yeah, because he, yeah, and that's it. And that was his job. And that was their job to make us look good because God knows. Because I would have said you like were a do. dancer. Like I thought because of that movie, I thought you were a dancer. Movie magic. Reality. That's TV. right. <laughs> and good now editing. that I know your like history, you went to school for 
for musical theater. Yeah. I remember when I heard when I was my beef with Kelly Clarkson. Mm. She said I didn't want to do it because I wasn't an actress. So yeah. like to her, that's not fun to make a movie. And you really looked like you were like the actor of that movie, but you <laughs> actually were an actor, and that's why. So now I'm understanding. So now yeah. I'm not giving you as much credit because you went to school for it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, screw you, buddy. And I loved the experience not only because I got to be in front of the camera because like oh my god, like as doing what I wanted yeah. to do, right? That was it. But I also got to hang out behind the camera. I was the kid who was like in the production tent where there's like room enough for five people. And like, I'm like the sixth guy in the wall. Like, hey, don't mind me. Did they like treat you really well? Like, did you get like good food and stuff? Or was it like, (laughs) (laughs) or was it just like a normal dumb set? Like, what was it like? it was on the third day that I gave us big beans that I realized there were budget issues with the show. (laughs) No, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a full on movie big movie set. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, they, uh, I mean, they blew a lot of budget on us. I don't know that. Awesome. And I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying like, no, no I love it. That's what we want to hear. I, I, even the director was like, I can't believe they paid you guys. This and, but like, it was, it was a, it was a big deal at the time. And so, well, yes, sure. we were on a I... full thing. I mean, I had, I had people flittering around me, making sure my makeup and my hair was good. And I had a robe and someone to get me the, the water with the three ice cubes in it, if that's what I wanted. And, yeah, and I of course, it. like craft service was just excellent. I mean, that, that it was a, it was a huge movie set and it, it, yeah. I loved it because I got to see the latest technology and I, I geeked out over that. Like all that stuff fascinated me and it really cemented my desire to continue to perform in front of the camera but it also informed so much of what now here 20 20 years <laughs> later 20 years later that I'm beginning to start to do behind the camera can you tell people listening like what you are up to now and I would love to like hear about your book because I think that's like so <laughs> beneficial for yeah. someone like me and everybody and so something like that and like also like you are now directing and stuff like that too so just like give it give us a little bit like What's happening, Justine? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, ladies. So I basically right now have the great fortune of having worked and I have built up a a good reputation and a good career and gotten to work on stage on Broadway. Unfortunately, that shut down. So my first instinct was to pivot and say, okay, I'm going to continue to try and make my own work. So I auditioned for film and television and, and I've just recognized that so many of the people that I've worked with in terms of students here and there tend to have the same problems. And so at some point pre COVID, I was like, well, wait a minute. I, again, I see that horizon where I'm not going to want to be in front of the camera and or people aren't going to want to see me. And so how can I transition <laughs> to something that is still part of my passion, but also like is of service? And so I wrote this book called Audition Secrets. And in that book, which is available on Amazon right now, I talk a little bit about my story, or at least in the first version, I talked about my story. And then the second version, I was like, no one cares about my story. I'm just going to give them the good stuff. And so I give you like five uh, really, really important techniques and mindsets that a lot of people don't think about when they walk into the audition room. And I'll give you one that's super, super simple um, and one of the most powerful ones. And that's don't ever lie. When you walk into the audition room, one of the first things that people do is they get asked the question, how are you today? So it's like, how are you today, Stacy? Or how are you today, Justin? And what do we all do? We go, I'm fine. I'm yeah. so great. And you're saying one thing, but your body language, the sort of deer in the headlights look in your eyes is saying something else. And, and casting directors and directors and people they just put that in the back of their mind because it's so typical, right? But yeah, one of the things uh, that I really love to stress is how can you stand out in your audition? You've got a hundred other people who are coming into audition for your job, and most of them look and sound just like you, right? And yeah. so, <laughs> right, some version of you. And so, how can you stand out? And one of the simple ways is to just walk into the room and just be honest. Now, you don't have to tell people your life story and or yeah. give them tell about your uncle Remus's pet frog 
dog's cousin's dog's best friend just got throat cancer. No, that doesn't matter. But like, like I kind of want to know that story now. But yeah, okay. well, <laughs> it's fascinating. I'm gonna read it. But like, uh, he's a great guy. But um, <laughs> but you walk in, and if they say how are you doing, you just you just just be honest about how you're feeling in the moment i mean and keep it short it's like so you know how are you doing today justin you know what honestly i i'm actually really super nervous right now but um i really love this part and uh i, I can't wait to perform for you and and get your feedback on it i yeah. also feel like i'd have to practice that though because he says it like so charming mm-hmm. i'd be like I am nervous. Do you like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> from doing it. I would like to collaborate. I would like to and collaborate with you at this moment. That you like learned this after the Sarah Bareilles interview. <laughs> oh, directly after I was like, my yeah. God, I need to write the book. I need to write a book yeah. because yeah. this did not work. I feel like every part that I've ever gotten is there were always something maybe I'm putting in quotations like wrong happened in the audition yeah. and they got yeah. to see the real me and the yes. real me, how I dealt with it. I'm like, oh, sorry guys. Like let's, let's do that again or whatever. I always get those parts. Yeah. 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 I feel like that you just need to do that with everything in life though too. Like I was thinking even in interviews, that's always my thing when I'm in interviewing for a job like just be honest and be like yeah I'm super nervous for this interview because then you're not setting these expectations that are like super unrealistic like I'm great and then you like bomb the and I know all the answers yeah no you don't if you remind someone of that that you're so much more charming and Mm -hmm. likable yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. I want to read the book and then I feel like I'm just gonna like bring it into the audition (laughs) and she's like sorry one second (laughs) (laughs) hello I feel like we're all just gonna like get the part after this well, if you want to find out more about that book and the other things that I'm doing, all you have to do is go to online uh, auditionacademy.com. Okay, so one thing that actually I didn't realize and Stacey told me about you is that you're a dad I am. of how many kids do you have? I have three children that I know of. Three children <laughs> you know of. Okay. And how old are these that's two? A ter- that's a horrible answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. But I really legitimately have three children who I love. Yeah, my hilarious. boys are, are seven oh, and boys. nine. And my, I can't even call her a girl anymore. She's 15. My young lady <gasps> is 15. You have 15-year-old. Can you believe it? Okay, we're going into the game section of this podcast because you know we love playing games on this podcast. So Kayla, hit them. Okay. <laughs> so we want to know what your least favorite thing about being a dad <laughs> is. Like what drives you freaking crazy about your kids? Because I have like a million stories about my two insane boys that like drive me nuts. And then we want to know what your like favorite thing about being a dad is. I can't stand, uh, there's two things I can't stand. But I guess right. the biggest one that I can't stand is 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 feeling like I'm living in Groundhog's Day because I have to keep telling them the same things over and over again. <laughs> it's like, boy, put up the seat. Boy, <laughs> that up. Stop jumping on the couch. Don't leave that where the dogs can eat it. Please, look, you ate this bowl of cereal and you spilled half the milk on the tabletop getting the spoon from the He's bowl He's living to your it. He's mouth. living it right He's now. He's living it. Like, if you Please, could see the video of this. Just can you, can you take a paper towel, which is within your reach. And then the next day you say the same thing. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I literally, I, I wake up, it's like, brr, 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 it's a sunny day, Doylestown. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. Like, I'm doing it again. <laughs> And then my most favorite thing is, uh, especially with uh, my boys, and it happens with my girl too, but she's like so in her 15-year-old hood and like kind of- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, (laughs) it's like the dumbest things. Like we were walking in the mall the other day, which was like a ghost town. My kids were like, please take us to the mall. And I was like, ew. And they're like, no, take us to the mall. And I was like, but ew. And I said, okay, fine. During the week, right? During the week, during the day, because like nobody will, extra nobody will be there. And so we walked in there. It was like a ghost town. And we're like walking along. And you know, they have those like strange random pop-up shops. And I said to my son, I'm like, hey, look, warm glazed nuts. And he's like, And like we both look at each other and it's that it's that twinkle like that in their eyes yeah. that I also get uh, where we'd laugh over like the 
dumbest boy things. Like I love that. Okay, so when we were at our last gig, Justin, we had like an hour to waste, Mm -hmm. um, and we were like waiting for our limousines to come pick us up, (laughs) and. And um, we, I told, I introduced you to my new favorite game that I made up, and it's called How Much Money For. I just want to ask you like one of these before we go. Okay, so who is the person, like I know you've met a lot of celebrities, Mm -hmm. who is the person that your like dream is to sing with on stage? So mine would be like Beyonce. I want to do a performance with Beyonce. In terms of like, in terms of like talent, and I would feel like she would dwarf me but i would do everything i could to like do as many runs up in the stratosphere with her jesse J. <gasps> oh, oh my god jesse is she's my favorite singer and she i've seen s- her and met her and like she's one of the celebs i've met actually i love her yes and she's funny and like yes. oh my god she's awesome okay yes. so that's like what that's you just said one. makes it hilarious yes. because okay and we have to admit as singers too it is fun when you're like a good singer (laughs) and you're singing with another good singer and you get to like show off and do riffs and stuff like that. But, but ready for this one, how much money for you get the opportunity. And, and especially since you are like a celeb, this is even worse. Yeah. So you get the opportunity. You guys are performing together at um, the Grammy awards. We'll say so at the Grammy awards, Justin and Jesse J are doing a duet with each other. She sings her part and then it gets to your part and you just go, in the microphone so you don't every time you never get to sing you don't sing you just scream as loud as you can into the microphone and you could pick you could get 500 million dollars to do this if you want but remember he's he's in shock right now it's at the Grammys and Jesse J's your duet partner and you literally like it comes to your part and you just scream in the microphone (laughs) (laughs) because I'm seeing myself do it in the movie in my mind and it's brilliant it, and it's also just like so embarrassing and you didn't get to show them how you sang. Also, you look like a psycho. Also, you cannot tell anybody why you did it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like Mouth literally fully covered. <laughs> all of these things are so shocking because you think like millions of people are watching. So Jesse doesn't know. She doesn't like, know. And you guys practiced it earlier and, and it, it was fine. And now you're amazing. And she's <laughs> like, I can't wait to sing with you. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. And you're like, yeah, I can't wait to Jesse J. And meanwhile, in the back of your head, you know, I am going to screamo throughout this whole thing. Yeah, you just scream. And then like the question is too, like, does she continue singing the song? Does she give you like one more chance at the next part? I can see the shock on her face. I don't even know. Okay, so what's your minimum? (laughs) Well, considering that my career would be over. That's the thing. But you also could like, it could be a billion dollars if you wanted. I mean, look. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta think you gotta think you're dealing with because this is my my higher level producer thinking yes. you're dealing with not only the fact that there are the general populace of millions of people watching and now they don't put you on the Grammys if you don't have a record to sell right yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. hey I'm gonna go do it with Jesse J no it's like it's you're promoting something so you've got a right. record label you've got the producers of the Grammys itself yeah. you've got the general populace then you've got Jesse J's fan base and the last time yeah. I looked she had a few followers yeah. and then you have your own fan base, I would yep. assume that you have yep. at that point. <laughs> and so all of these people are going to be in some state of either agitation <laughs> or like outright shock and anger. Like they're going to so be like, shocked. Minimum 20 mil because I'm thinking <laughs> I need to go buy an island of my own yeah, and that's yeah. not cheap. So I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, look. I am going to go down in flames here because not only is the, you know, if it's the Grammys and it's on CBS, I'm not going to ever be hired for a CBS acting gig, much less uh, a a music show gig, right? So I'm screwing myself with one of the majors there. (laughs) Not to mention all of the other things. This is what's so funny is that you and Stacey, this is how you both discuss this scenario. And me, I'm like, to be on stage with Beyonce, like, you could, I'll pay you to do it. Like, she said she would do it for like like, $10. This is not my career, right? So, like, to you guys it's so funny you like literally think yes. of all the logistics and you're like okay like this is yes. what's gonna happen yes so like yes 20 million so if someone were to offer you like 18 million you'd say no <laughs> yeah i would hold firm on this one because... okay <laughs> hold firm on the 20. <laughs> 
See, and this is why I like that he takes this game seriously because, yes. like, he's like, no one has ever felt more about this question that I'm so sorry I don't have the 20 million for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesse J doesn't know who we are. I apologize. Oh, God. Okay, Someday. okay. To close the podcast off, this is our favorite thing that we do. Our audience has heard a million confessions from, <laughs> from us. So we asked you in advance, like, if you could think yes. of a confession, this will be the last thing yes. that people ever remember. <laughs> Thank no, you. no, no. That's so, right. do you have, did you think of one? If you didn't, don't have one, it's fine. Oh, I do have one. And okay. it's something that I don't tell many people because yes. they're like, really? Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my freshman year of college, um, I was studying vocal performance. And I, I was like, I'm going to be a vocal, vocal perf. That's what we called it. Vocal perf major. Um, and I studied all these amazing genres and I had the most amazing teachers and I learned sight singing and all these wonderful things. But I was a terrible student. I was the worst student ever for the music stuff. Great. But there were like these classes that I had to get up for at like 8am to go like, like look at slides and so like for art class and it's just like he hates oh, slides oh so bad and I was falling asleep and so I not only failed my jury that year but I got kicked out of the program in you my got freshman kicked out of school? year I got kicked out of school for that program I got kicked out of the music school in my freshman year because I showed up to my jury only knowing two of the four songs I was supposed to no! know and they were only picking two songs. They picked one I knew and then they picked no! one I didn't know. And I was like, I don't know it. And they're like, bye. Thank you. Please leave. Oh. And then I got a letter that summer in the mail that said, you know, upon review, uh, we have uh, decided that we would not like to accept you back into this program. Now, I stayed in the oh same. It was God. so bad. I felt so bad. When when he says the jury, like this, we did this in our yes. my school as well. Yes. And it is like the most intense thing at the end of the year. And yes. like the people who are like those people who like love school, like they would have those four songs. They yes. would be be in shock that you didn't know one of them oh. like so that is oh, like two musical theater kids this story yeah. is shocking oh, and it is so Justin shocking. Was a terrible be the one student to- and <laughs> I have since and I am the ca- and, and I became the cautionary tale at the at the school yeah. like hey look don't you be like Justin Guarini who showed up and didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. notice. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, okay, oh, I'm, I love I'm that. I'm so happy that happened, though. <laughs> yeah. Great. I'm oh glad my gosh. for you. Oh, it was great for our podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you so yeah. much for being on this podcast. Pleasure. Pleasure. I am so happy that we met because I feel like you are so funny and oh, so awesome. And I you. always, still to this day, think you have my favorite voice I've oh, ever yeah. heard. You're Sorry to all my singer best. friends. You're the <laughs> yeah. best. And thank you both so very much Kayla it's so nice to finally meet you oh my gosh it's so you. nice to meet you and too. Stacey I have so much fun on our gigs with you I know that I'm always gonna laugh I'm always gonna hear a kick-ass singer I'm always gonna have <laughs> fun and I and especially when we have the chance look it, it, it there's no one else I would have rather sang a Kiki D and Elton John song <laughs> with than you because oh, we made it so much fun and we made it and we thank you it. for having me on your podcast this has been awesome thanks guys it is yes, so, so fun. fun I knew we would have fun so okay I'm gonna leave in like the details everywhere where people can find you go to your kids go to your wife go to your dog (laughs) and have a great night three dogs (laughs) dogs dogs oh Oh. three oh my gosh my dream okay maybe you can send us some pictures of your dogs yes it would be me me bleeding (laughs) (laughs) tears of blood I love it (laughs) last final words of Justin Graney tears Tears of blood blood. (laughs) (laughs) right from Justin and Kelly too tears of blood <laughs> Tears of blood. I have to come, my sister. When you rate, review, subscribe, it helps us out. Cause we love what we do without a doubt. So we wanna thank you for taking the time, Mo. So here we go, we bustin', we bustin' around, Mo. This is our podcast, we're here to stay. My name is Kayla, this is Stacy K. Okay, that. Uh... I have to come, my sister. Hey, hey, you there? Kayla, stop. You heard it here first. Okay, never mind. We're not doing the rap anymore. Did here first. Oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Hey-ho. Ugh.